Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 15. Heartbreak. Katie spread the last blanket on the two cots she had just set up for Zach and Cluxy. Since they were sleeping in the plantation home, she wanted to make sure they were as comfortable as possible. She wondered vaguely where Reginald was, then decided she was glad she didn't have to deal with him. She casually looked at her watch, noting the time. Jackson would be back with Tyler in another hour. She was extremely curious to hear where Tyler had been and what news he had. A sudden rush of pleasure ran through her emotions. She paused, thinking it was rather odd. How could she get such pleasure out of making a couple of beds? Another rush of pleasure ran through her system, followed by a burst of giddy delight. Katie, realizing they were not her emotions, feeling the connection in her mind, she followed it, realizing she was reaching out into Candy's mind. Her emotions were soft and filled with love. Katie couldn't see anything, realizing Candy had her eyes closed. Filled with curiosity, she waited patiently for Candy to open her eyes. When she did, shock vibrated through Katie's system. David's face pulled away as Candy's eyes fluttered open. He was looking down into Candy's eyes with such tenderness. And Katie closed her eyes as heartbreak ripped through her system. She stayed in Candy's mind. Her vision clouded as tears filled Candy's eyes. David reached over and tenderly wiped away a tear. Hey, you're not supposed to cry when a guy kisses you. Candy shook her head, the tears now flowing freely. Katie's here. She's seen through my eyes. David's shocked expression was immediately replaced with regret, then resignation. Katie, you made your decision. I had no choice. Katie said softly through her thoughts. She heard Candy diligently repeat them. Yes, you did, Katie. You had a choice to stay here and be with me. David stepped back and let his hands drop away from Candy's face. His eyes troubled, his expression tense. Katie watched him through Candy's eyes, barely able to see as tears kept coming, clouding her vision. I'm sorry, Katie. Candy's thoughts whispered, I know, I can feel it. I love him. I know, Katie's thoughts whispered back, I can feel that too. I love you. Katie bowed her head. She could feel the love her friend had for her. I know, I love you too. What do you want me to do? Candy's thoughts had such regret and longing for an impossible situation. Katie bowed her head, the emotions flowing between herself and Candy's minds, 
were so strong, it was actually tangible. She could feel them as a physical string, a string of which she knew she could break. I want you to be happy. Reaching with her mind, she sliced the connection. He's yours, Candy. David is all yours. The moment the connection was splintered, she felt an overwhelming loss. She could not control the tears sweeping through her. What could she have done differently? She went through the events in her mind. If she had to do it all again, what would she change? Nothing. She was left with little choice as the famous black stubbornness worked against what she knew in her heart to be right. How could David not fall in love with Candy when Katie herself had witnessed time and time again how tender-hearted and kind she was to everyone around her? She loved Candy and would do anything for her. And she knew Candy would do anything for her, too. That last question Candy posed, what do you want me to do? Katie knew Candy would be willing to back away from David and let Katie have him. If that's what it would take to keep their friendship alive, Katie bowed her head, tears enveloping her soul. Candy was the kind of person she wanted to emulate. Giving away the one that she loved for another was something she was willing to do. I'll do it for you, Candy. Only you. She heard footsteps coming down the hallway. She did not want to deal with Reginald. Katie ran to the only exit she could see. She went out the window and out onto the balcony. Swiftly going over the railing, she dropped down one story onto the ground. She automatically rolled to soften her fall. Rising to her feet, she took off running towards the trees. Turning into wolf form, she charged into the woods. Her destination automatically decided. Changing directions, she headed towards her waterfall. She stretched her legs as she ran to lose the demons her mind could not erase. It took her much longer than normal to reach her destination. The plantation house was situated on the opposite side of Lexus than the compound. Her waterfall was still several miles past the compound. She didn't mind. She needed the extra time to blow off excessive steam. She lay down on the grass, hearing the soft cascade of water as it hit the clear pool below. Katie, I hate to bother you. Jackson's thoughts interrupted. I came by to pick up your car and bring it to the compound for you. David is here, looking for you. Startled, Katie sat up quickly, changing into human form. She got up and sat on a rock. What does he want? Obviously, he wants somebody to kick his ass. Jackson's thoughts said angrily. Katie reached out, entering into Jackson's mind. She could see David pacing the driveway his excessive energy evident. Reaching out with her thoughts, What do you want, David? She asked privately. David looked directly at Jackson. Can she see me? Jackson nodded. I want to know what you said to Candy, David said accusingly. She does not deserve to be treated badly. I didn't say anything. Katie's thoughts were confused. 
I know you said something, because she won't stop crying. I can't get her to tell me anything, David blustered. You made the decision to leave, Katie. It was your decision. You have to live with the consequences. Katie sighed. She knew David so well. He would not relent until he got the full story. No matter how many hours or even days it would take, I told her I loved her. Katie's thought said quietly, I told her that you were hers. David's face registered shock. You, he shook his head. You're not even going to fight for me? He sounded confused and hurt. You're a real horse's ass, you know that? Jackson's voice filled the air, his anger evident. David stepped back. You are always there, always between me and Katie. You're never too far away, influencing her decisions. Katie watched in fascination as she could feel Jackson's controlled anger slip just a little. For your information, Katie makes her own decisions. I don't push her away and then demand she stay next to me. Jackson stepped closer, his anger evident. I don't choose to believe someone else over her, nor do I undervalue her opinion. Don't you dare judge me! David's voice shook with anger. Not when everyone knows what you've done. Yeah, everyone knows I inadvertently caused Sam's death. But you are going to cause the death of every pure heart if you do not train them correctly. Don't you tell me how to run things, David shot back. We are doing the best we can under the circumstances. Right, by allowing the traitor to teach them how to fight and not allowing them to learn how to project or block a projection. And by keeping that coward close to your side and letting him undermine your authority. Jackson ticked off with his fingers. The pure hearts are not ready to fight any kind of battle, and a full moon is only two weeks away. If you do not do something about it, they are not only going to get themselves killed, but also a bunch of seekers that are trying to help them. We don't need your help. Sure you do, Jackson shot back, while you're busy wiping the pure hearts' noses and kissing their bruised knees. A seeker is out there risking their lives to save them. David swiftly transformed and attacked. Jackson did his famous backflip, changing in midair, landing a few yards back from where David was. David was larger. His muscles rippled with strength. Katie noticed the slowness of his movements. David could not get into position in time without Jackson immediately going into a counter move, thwarting him. David was trying to seriously hurt Jackson while the panther was only toying with the white tiger. Eventually, the tiger stopped, breathing heavily, watching the black panther. Jackson changed into human form. I believe I just made my point. I bet the traitor told you how well you fight. She gives you a sense of false bravado, so you can run out there and get yourself killed. Jackson walked over to David's truck. Looking inside, he pulled out a backpack. He threw the bag into the direction of the tiger. Knowing Katie was watching the scene closely, he averted his eyes as David quickly dressed. What's your proof Lizzie is a traitor? David said, his voice unsteady, still breathing hard. I'm the proof, Tyler said, stepping into view. I'm bonded with Lizzie and I can feel her emotions, and I can tell you 
She absolutely hates Katie with a passion I have never seen before. She has tried to kill me because of the knowledge that I have, and I know she's tried to kill Katie, Candy, and Jackson. Lizzie was projecting an all-clear, where we could not hear or smell the seekers who were about to attack. Katie said with her thoughts, The night you initially transformed, I asked Candy to step outside of the designated perimeter, and that's when we could finally smell the huge number of seekers ready to attack. But the fighting didn't last long. That's because the seekers stopped the attack when they saw the other seekers fighting on the pure heart side. Jackson said, Let me assure you, everyone would have died inside and outside your home. Where are those seekers that attacked us? David stared directly into Jackson's eyes. Katie's heart dropped. She knew what was coming. Knowing David, she knew what his reaction was going to be to Jackson's answer. They joined us, Jackson said with a shrug. The same people who just two weeks ago were intent on killing everyone in my home are now part of your team. David's anger again rising to the surface. Is that what I'm hearing? Everything is not black or white, Katie pleaded with David. They were under orders, which they did not carry out. Katie, I cannot trust people who are so close to wiping out everyone I care about. And yet you trust Lizzie, who is a traitor. David shook his head. I need to think. Give me time. He walked towards his truck. Katie, I'll talk to you later, okay? Katie watched David pull away through Jackson's eyes. She could hear Jackson's sigh as he turned towards Tyler. I was hoping I could reach him. You gave him something to think about. Let him think about it, Tyler said dryly. Katie, are you okay? Jackson said quietly with his thoughts. Do you need me to come to you? Katie lowered her head, stared down at her feet. No, I just want to be alone for a while. She sighed as a fresh load of tears threatened. At least one good thing came from this fiasco. I know how to break a bonding. Candy and I are no longer bonded. Katie pulled into the driveway of the plantation home. Zack and Cluxy were unusually quiet, carefully watching her. She wondered if they were having a lively conversation with her thoughts. Then she decided she didn't care, as long as she didn't have to hear it. She parked next to an old, beat-up truck she vaguely recognized. Crawling out of her jeep, she stumbled a little. Zack quickly reached out to steady her. She gave him a sad smile and walked towards the old home. She didn't notice anyone sitting on the stairs until they got up to face her. She stopped in surprise when she recognized Justin, Joel, and Nathan, three of the new pure hearts. Justin stepped down from the steps he had been resting on. Katie, we were wondering if we could talk to you. Katie sighed, waiting patiently for what was next. I'm listening. Justin gave his buddies a quick glance before looking back at her. We have been thinking we are not getting the proper training. We would like to get our training from another source. Katie stared at Justin, her eyes immediately resting on Nathan, and then Joel, as each person looked at her hopefully. 
I'm not sure what you're asking. We understand you're trying to save the Seekers, Nathan piped up. Your crusade is commendable, but we want to remind you your loyalty should be helping pure hearts. Katie's emotions were so worn out, she didn't have the stamina to get angry. Obviously, we have a lot to learn, Justin said, giving Nathan a shut-up stare. We would like you to teach us. Zack gave a large harump sound that had all three pure hearts staring at the two large guys standing directly behind her. Cluxy and Zack had their arms folded, staring back at them with identical, knowing looks. Katie rubbed her eyes, feeling the grit behind her eyelids. If you want to learn from another source, you need to go to the compound and learn from the Seekers. She felt like she was a broken record. All due respect, Justin said. We would rather keep away from Seekers, if you know what I mean. This time, Cluxy made a large rump sound in his throat. Look, I'm too tired to have the same conversation again. So this time around, I'm just going to delegate this down to Zack and Cluxy here. Once you've had your talk, then you need to clear it with David. You need to make sure it is okay for you to come to the compound. Justin gave another significant look to the other two. We were hoping David wouldn't know about our little meeting here. Katie stared at Justin. What exactly are you trying to say? We know about the big fight between you and David. Katie's face started to heat up despite her exhaustion. The white tiger is the leader of all pure hearts. She said slowly, making sure each syllable was concise. He makes the decision. You clear it with him and only then will I introduce you to the seekers who are willing to teach you everything they know. Are you sure it shouldn't be you who is the leader? The question cut through her already tattered emotions. She faced the three guys, her voice rising with authority. I don't know what's going on over there in the Pure Heart camp, but let me assure you, I will not tolerate any backbiting against anyone with the last name of Black. I thought I already made that clear. Justin automatically took a step back. We're sorry. We just assumed. Just because we had a disagreement? I'm not going to find ways to stab him in the back. Katie said quietly, When you get to know me, you're going to find my loyalties run far deeper than that. Brushing past them, she walked up the stairs and found her bed. Too exhausted to undress, she fell asleep immediately. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.